Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Today we have, um, he's no longer a guest. You should be really familiar with him now. Hip Nguyen, our PA that's volunteering with Dr. Rutherford for the next couple of months. We're really, really, actually really blessed to have him. But today, Hip, we're going to be talking about the heart, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. The heart. Very appropriate for February, which includes Valentine's Day. Lots to do with the heart. <laughs> so, and it's also National Heart Awareness Month. Yes. Very appropriate. So, it is. The heart, very complex. It is. Yes. It's, it's connected to pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's dive so. in. What do you want to tell our listeners about the heart and the importance? Yeah of a healthy heart, right? Right. Absolutely. Okay. So just to upfront mm-hmm. with the the training I have and the the limited experience that I've haven't quite collected quite yet. Mm-hmm. I I kind of want to come in talking about the heart, which is something that I'm always fascinated about mm-hmm. and one of the things that actually got me into medicine is mm-hmm. the heart. But like I mentioned, it's connected to everything and there's so much that we can talk about the heart. Mm-hmm. But coming from a primary care training and a background and mm-hmm. future, that's kind of one of the direction that I want to kind of approach. Yes. Is kind of like what's kind of the basics of the heart and what is the kind of the things that we should be aware of in terms of how to keep a healthy heart. Okay. And what are the risk factors that can put us in a category that might put us at uh, risk at risk and mm-hmm. give us or make us more prone mm-hmm. to having heart disease. Yes. So heart disease is actually the number one killer regardless of man wow. or woman. It's the number one killer. I looked up the statistics on the CDC and they mentioned there's like it's the top one, it's the leading cause of death followed by cancer and those two are kind of like neck and not neck and neck but they're very close together mm-hmm. everything else like unintentional injuries or respiratory alzheimer illnesses those are like so much fewer mm. as compared to it mm-hmm. okay so yeah the heart plays a huge role and everything affects it so okay and there's there's a lot of terminology when it comes to the heart and the different heart diseases. So when I say mm-hmm. heart disease, what does that mean? Is it the mm-hmm. disease of the heart itself or, what, or is there something that's more specific? Okay. So for like an umbrella term, we, we like to focus on the word cardiovascular. That includes the heart as well as the great vessels and the, the arteries and veins that 
it's connected out to of it. it. Exactly. Yes, it comes out of it. Those mm-hmm. are cardiovascular, vascular meaning the, the, the arteries and the veins. Right. And then when we talk more about heart disease, just focusing on the heart, we interchange with the terms coronary artery disease or coronary mm-hmm. heart disease. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where the heart disease uh, term kind of been used for. Okay. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Thank you for letting a layman person <laughs> with no medical background understand that. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of risk factors mm-hmm. that I can list mm-hmm. for what's causing, um, you know, heart attacks or coronary artery disease. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of define coronary artery disease, now I'm just kind of focusing on the heart itself, okay. is coronary arteries are the arteries that supplies blood and oxygen to the heart itself because mm-hmm. the heart is a muscle it yes. needs it needs uh, nutrients to mm-hmm. perform mm-hmm. so those arteries they can get clogged mm. they can be uh, obstructed in a way that mm-hmm. prevents the appropriate nutrients like oxygen to the muscle of the heart okay. and eventually lead to something people call Heart attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, myocardial infarction. Infarction just means the lack of, uh, it, well, it's mostly t- tissue death due to lack of oxygen and blood supply. Wow. So that really gave me a visual of tissue <laughs> death. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And being so complicated, you know, if the tissue is not functioning properly, mm-hmm. the electrical conduction of the heart is not going to be able to. F- work well mm-hmm. and it won't tell the heart to do what it's supposed to do yeah it's like a yeah. could could we compare it to the engine of a car like if it's mm-hmm. not having its oil change if it's not the valves if it's being blocked or something like that your car dies <laughs> your yeah. car doesn't work uh very appropriately it needs to be maintained like anything yeah. else in your body Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from that, what causes those obstructions okay. from the heart, right? What is causing the heart tissue to die mm-hmm. other than the, the lack of nutrients? Like what's preventing it from getting there? And most oftentimes, we, from primary care standpoint, there's three things that we want to make sure we focus on directly with the heart is mm-hmm. hypertension, the blood pressure, right? Mm. High blood pressure can affect future heart disease. Mm. High cholesterol, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Heard about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are actually the, the things that are blocking wow. the, the arteries. And I can get into more about that. And the other thing is diabetes. Diabetes is one of the leading causes for heart disease. And okay. In primary care, those are kind of the three things that we like to mm-hmm. monitor, treat, and manage so mm-hmm. that we can prevent future heart disease. And that's kind of where I'm trying to come from. Okay. Right? And what's interesting while I was doing some research on, on this heart issue is that mm-hmm. men and women, even though uh, are affected by heart disease and mm-hmm. it's the number one killer in both uh, sex, mm-hmm. from, from what I've learned, mm-hmm. the the risk factors are a little different in men versus okay. women. Okay. So, like I mentioned, hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes mm-hmm. are the risk factors for, for both sides. Mm-hmm. However, I learned recently that women who had 
pregnancy complications or adverse mm, events has an mm-hmm. increase in uh, cardiovascular disease. Okay. Also, autoimmune diseases autoimmune. increases a woman's risk. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because about 80% of people who have autoimmune disease are women. <laughs> so wow. I didn't know it was that high. I didn't know it was that high either until I learned that uh, from, from a, a doctor over in the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. I was listening to her podcast and she was like, yeah, there's wow. about 80% of people who have autoimmune diseases are women. Mm-hmm. And hmm. those kind of illnesses and conditions really elevate the risk of mm-hmm. developing heart disease. Mm-hmm. She that This doctor mentioned it's about like three to four times an increase. Wow. Which okay. is quite bizarre Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the additional risk factors for women and when it comes to like diabetes and high blood pressure for a woman Mm -hmm. with diabetes she -hmm. tends to be diagnosed with diabetes at an earlier age so she probably get heart the risk of getting heart diseases earlier okay so that's that's something that i've learned over this past couple of days. That is so interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. So when you learn that you have heart disease earlier, it's is there a treatment for heart disease? Is there what's the solution when you are diagnosed with heart disease? Yeah. So that's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. It's like now we know there are these risks and mm-hmm. I'm having heart disease. What do mm-hmm. I do? Mm-hmm. There's a whole branch of cardiologists that okay. kind of come up with all these things to first of all diagnose it mm-hmm. and to treat it there's medication that you can use mm-hmm. to kind of slow down the development of heart disease mm-hmm. and there's also surgical when it comes to that okay. point so most often times what we try to do is prevent an adverse event from mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. with the heart Mm-hmm. So, in terms of treatment, I'm not quite versed in it yet, sure. but I know there are mm-hmm. definitely with medication mm-hmm. and with um, lifestyle change. Li- yeah. yeah. So that was where I was gonna come in next. Yeah. Um, uh, aside from medications and surgery and different diagnostics mm-hmm. that we do to monitor and treat heart disease, mm-hmm. there's lifestyle changes too that can help with. It the the treatment mm-hmm. another doctor i remember mentioned like it's 30 percent medication to treat heart disease and 70 percent of it is lifestyle wow so okay i know that we've been talking about heart diseases how it's like the risk is great for women mm-hmm. versus men or mm-hmm. you know it's is a leading cause of death but the thing about it is that it's very preventable there are things that we can um, control. Yeah. So it's not a death yeah. sentence. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just because you're at risk doesn't mean that you get it. Mm-hmm. And just because you have it doesn't mean that it will be, you know, the thing. Yeah. It'll take you. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's important to know that we can do a lot to help with preventing the progression mm-hmm. of heart disease. And mm-hmm. even though it's... It's simple just to say lifestyle changes. It's very difficult, actually, for a lot of patients. So when I talk about lifestyle changes, it 
I have a whole list here of how to make your heart healthy, right? So eating healthy is one thing. Okay. Being active is another. Maintaining a healthy weight. Okay. Those two are like the main things. Yes. That you hear a lot oftentimes when you see a provider and like, when I was doing my rotations and learning about hypertension, a lot uh-huh. of times like, hey, take this medication as well as go for brisk walks and yeah. eat healthy move, food. right? Exactly. Get up and move, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a lot easier said than done. Absolutely. That's, that's the most unfortunate <laughs> thing about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. It's it's not so simple when I'm sitting in the classroom. It's like, oh, just tell your patient to go walk more or go do this. It's a, it's a whole... You have to get that person to mentally change and accept yeah. if you don't make yeah. these changes, your your risk of dying multiplies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you don't want to scare the person, yeah. but when it comes to the heart is a very serious muscle, a very serious mm-hmm. organ. Yes. Can I say organ? Yeah. Okay. Very serious organ to protect and maintain mm-hmm. and keep happy. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, absolutely. it does so much. It does so much. It, so so before we get into like what are some preventative ways or some reversible ways of heart disease that we can try to convince or or motivate a patient to change, what are some ways that you know your heart isn't in a good good shape? Yeah. Like, like, like what are some symptoms. warning signs? Symptoms. symptoms. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Warning signs. Thanks thanks for bringing me back to that. Yeah, I to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So a lot of times when we're 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 talking about the heart not mm-hmm. getting enough oxygen, not getting mm-hmm. enough nutrients. What I found really interesting is that when something, like especially the heart, lacks oxygen, it dies. And that's how we feel pain. So most oftentimes, mm. chest pain is a common symptom. You can get what they call shortness of breath, mm-hmm. especially during exercise. So, for example, mm. if like I can walk to a mailbox, like maybe out in front of my house, one year and then the next year is becoming really difficult for me because I'm taking a lot of stops to breathe, mm. just going out to my mailbox. So doing just normal tasks mm-hmm. is increasingly difficult. Right. Like okay. if you have like a two-story house walking upstairs, one year might be easy and yeah. then the next year might be a little harder. Yeah. That's kind of concerning because your heart is working a lot more now lot just more. to use yeah. that same amount of energy to get you upstairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the things that most patients will kind of notice it's like hey so i'm starting to get really tired going upstairs or going mm-hmm. this amount of miles or walking mm-hmm. so chest pain and it's not necessarily chest pain for a lot of patients it's more like chest discomfort yeah <laughs> it's like a pressure like feeling yeah yeah intense like like an elephant sitting on your chest yeah it's a, yeah. It's a description i hear often a lot yeah i've heard mm-hmm. that as well yeah yeah and when patients have, let's go to the extreme and they have a heart attack. Yeah, mm-hmm. chest pain. They can get shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. They can have like that pain kind of travel along their, their left arm. Okay. And sometimes, mostly male patients, they they can feel a tightness in their jaw, pain in their neck. Mm. And then that's kind of like a sign that we're like, maybe this is precursor to a heart attack Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, most of the developing symptoms that we kind of suspect when it comes to coronary artery disease is yeah you're you're having a harder time doing your normal activity okay having some chest pressure that's those are some warning signs yeah that's where i really want to want to kind of go see my doctor Mm -hmm. about 
but kind of going back to the, the symptoms, the, the variance between men and women and what they mm-hmm. experience, women mm-hmm. experience heart attacks a little different than men. They It's more subtle. <laughs> so Great. <laughs> <laughs> which is really, really interesting for when I was learning about it. Yeah. And like, for example, both men and women will experience nausea and vomiting, some jaw, neck, and back pain mm-hmm. uh, when they are experiencing a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes women won't feel chest pain at all. Mm. And both men and women can have shortness of breath. Okay. But women can feel more faint. She might have some symptoms of indigestion and extreme fatigue was one of it as well. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. So those are all the symptoms that I would kind of expect to, to keep in my head when a patient comes to me and talking about those those kind of concerns and I will be putting you know heart issues as a differential Mm -hmm. just to make sure that there's something I don't miss yes because it can be very deadly yeah Uh, yeah absolutely so wow okay wow this really makes you think how is my lifestyle contributing to my heart health yes absolutely yeah and okay. the, the biggest challenge in that is that it's it's not just one day. Mm-hmm. It's throughout your entire life that you have to, to do this. And that's where the challenge really comes from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Putting into practice every day, doing a little bit mm-hmm. for it. Right. To make sure that it's maintained, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And there's many ways that we can do that. Maintaining okay. our our heart health. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to the three things I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which plays a part in the heart disease is hypertension, which mm-hmm. is high blood pressure, diabetes, and mm-hmm. high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So all those three mm-hmm. can be modified. Yes, medication. Mm-hmm. But there's ways that patients can actually cooperate with the mm-hmm. medication mm-hmm. by their lifestyles. And that's kind of where the challenge mostly is for them. Okay. Um, well, it can be a challenge for their primary care provider too, but that's kind of where patients and provider kind of work together to make sure that there's the best plan for mm-hmm. a patient. But diving into like the lifestyles, mm-hmm. eating healthy. <laughs> yes. That is the number one thing about heart health is making sure that the contents you put in your body is good for your body, especially well your balanced. heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically with high blood pressure, okay. there is this diet called the DASH diet. It stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just a, a way for patients to know that, you know, we need to put more color in our, our meals. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. more fruits, more vegetables, Yeah, uh, lean meat and fish. Are those are the ones that we try to have patients kind of focus more on mm-hmm. and just decreasing the amount of salt mm. that patient intake. Mm. And that's okay. what they call sodium on the, the nutritional facts in the back. Yes. The yeah. sodium. Yeah. Yeah. Because sodium kind of plays a role in the volume of the, the cardiovascular mm-hmm. volume. Mm-hmm. With more salt, more salt kind of retains water. So when there's more water in the pipes, mm-hmm. there's more pressure because of that. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that's really difficult for a lot of patients. So there's a whole department like nutritionists. Yes. And 
those people I would definitely rely on because <laughs> they, they know so much more than I do. And mm-hmm. the nutrition is very important and they are definitely part of the team, the healthcare team that mm-hmm. can help patients not only with hypertension, but with diabetes as well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that irks me a little bit sometimes when I was learning about hypertension and ways to prevent high blood pressure and heart disease is telling patients to be active. Mm-hmm. It irks me because it's it's not as easy. No, it's <laughs> because not. Because I, I can't even get myself up in the morning to go mm-hmm. running. So mm-hmm. it's it's really hard just to like kind of result to that. It's mm-hmm. That's why medicine is kind of an art mm-hmm. and just working with patients to see like, hey, how can we get you out of the couch or off your bed yeah. once in a while? Yeah. Just to do that. And what... And, what a, and I guess like what... For me, psychologically, when someone, when a medical provider says, like, okay, you got to get up, you got to move, you got to work out, you got it all seems really overwhelming. But you're not telling them, go out and run a 10K marathon, right? Exactly. That's not what you're trying to tell them. <laughs> That's a lot. And you have to train for that kind of stuff. But simply getting up, going for a walk around your neighborhood, maybe a block, you start off with a block. Yeah. And then you add on another block the next day or even in a few days, you know. Exactly. But it helps you just get out of that mentality that you can't do something, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And that that, that ties so perfectly into one of our earlier podcasts with Christy Emmons where she is just encouraging people, especially during COVID right now, when you're – when the world looks gloomy, (laughs) when there's a pandemic going on, you can't go outside, you know. You can go outside. You can get some fresh air. Absolutely. But, you know, getting over that hump of like, this isn't going to help. It does help. Right? Absolutely. It does help. Yeah. It's uh, healthy for your physical Mm -hmm. aspect as well as your mental Mental. aspect too. Mm -hmm. And... And thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I don't mean go out there, run two miles, <laughs> do it. You can do it. <laughs> Just be like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> but yeah, like what most uh, like organization, heart associations kind of recommend when they mm-hmm. say get active or be physical is mm-hmm. like a brisk walk yeah. for like 30 minutes or so or like a slow jog. Mm-hmm. It's that preparation to do that is the, the the hump that we have to really get over. Mm-hmm. But what I've been doing actually with, with my nephews and niece and my mom, I'm trying to get my mom to do it more too, is just go outside and walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. I know like in some areas it's difficult to do that because of rain, especially sure. here in Seattle. Sure. Right. Get some cute rain boots. Go outside. <laughs> you know, like. It's just rain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just water. Get yeah. a cute like raincoat, you know. Something that can motivate you to get out there. Absolutely. And what I have done that I found really helpful in Mm -hmm. terms of getting myself out is Mm -hmm. to do it at the same time every day. Mm. I do it after lunch. So it's a routine. Yeah. So it's a routine. It becomes a habit. Yes. And after you, I learned that after you do something as uh, like regularly for three weeks, it becomes Mm -hmm. a habit. So Mm. it's, it's really important. Yes. Just to, keep going Mm -hmm. especially on those hard days and what i do when it's raining outside sometimes and and my nephews and nieces are too lazy to go outside we just walk up and down the stairs (laughs) wow that's great yeah and the the greatest thing about that is when you do exercise and physical activity it's always nicer to do with someone Someone else else. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's why I bring the the the, the, kids, the kids with, with me. You. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that way it's fun. Or if you're by yourself, you know, put on yeah. a put put on a nice uh, audio book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we all need to be reading more, anyways. Uh, a nice podcast. <laughs> There's so many good podcasts out there, including Three W's podcast that you can listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you don't it it doesn't feel like you're in it alone. You know, you can be productive in so many ways while still being active. And it, and actually that distraction has been really helpful for me Mm -hmm. who hates to exercise. (laughs) I'm the first to admit it. And, you know, sometimes when I'm watching something like a YouTube video while I'm exercising, it makes time goes by so much faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Those, those are the two kind of the big things, hard things, simple, but hard things to do. The other thing, actually, that I want to talk about, too, is smoking. Mm. If if you know someone who smoke and mm-hmm. having heart problems, you know, mm-hmm. number one thing we tell patients to do is quit smoking. Yeah. Again, hard. Yes. And I totally hear smokers sometimes when they say it's hard. It's like, absolutely. I'm not blaming you for, for sure. doing it. Mm-hmm. But smoking definitely affects the heart in many ways yes it affects the lungs obviously which is right there next to the heart so yeah quitting smoking can definitely extend your life in many different ways other than how your heart yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah number one eat healthy number two get active you know brisk walk or a light jog Mm -hmm. um something i forgot to mention is you know if you can't go outside get some weights mm-hmm. some resistant training mm-hmm. can can really help with that too so it's all about getting that heart pumping pumping yeah sweaty you mm-hmm. know active one of the things that uh, i noticed during covid is that it's been really really difficult to get uh, weights on amazon yeah. <laughs> delivered to you because everybody's <laughs> suddenly yeah. working out at home because you can't go to the gym you know same thing with treadmills yeah actually <laughs> Which is good, which is good. (laughs) Great. Everybody should buy one. But I, when Christy and I were talking about being active, there's this YouTube uh, fitness person that I follow and she's like, Hey, do you like wine? Do you have some wine bottles? Go grab a wine bottle and start (laughs) using it as your weight. You know, grab something, your chair, you know, move up and down, you know, get up and down your chair. I mean, like Mm -hmm. there's so many creative ways now that you can work out at home safely, responsibly, and just using the things around you. Absolutely. Um, But the the whole point of that, the whole goal is to get you up Mm -hmm. and active. Yes. Up and moving. Yes. And it's a interesting segue when Mm -hmm. you mentioned wine is alcohol consumption actually can affect the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. the, the specifics into that, but mm-hmm. the recommendations these days are for men, mm-hmm. no more than two drinks per day, per week. Okay. And for women is no more than one. Mm. So that's okay. an, another way to kind of help with a healthy heart. Not yeah. saying, you know, don't ever drink. You right. know, sometimes we need a little bit of libation to yeah. help through the day, but, you know, not excessively is yes. kind of the, yes. the, the idea here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that we always say in these podcasts, specifically when we're giving more medical education, more information is the word we like to use is moderation. Everything in moderation. Even moderation. Yes. (laughs) And ladies, 
your one cup that Hip is talking about is not a giant bowl. That does not count as one cup. <laughs> yes. Because there's like a lot of really fun wine glasses out there that we know right. it's more than one cup. Yeah. It's more when, than one glass. <laughs> in, in my training, they we, we were always told, you know, when you ask patients if they drink alcohol and how much, and say one glass, he's like, yeah. you want to specify how big that glass is. <laughs> <laughs> if it's making you go, uh, is this the, the right size? It's probably not the right size. Go pick something smaller. Yeah. You know, everything mm-hmm. in moderation, everything with balance right. and looking at the whole picture, not just absolutely one thing one thing good or bad mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah anything else you want to tell us about the heart hip yeah like another thing that we can do mm-hmm. actually is something that i really advocate for is mental and behavioral health mm. and this is where like how it's difficult to go for a walk every day mm-hmm. how to prepare meals every day mm-hmm. like your mental health and all of that is so crucial to what you do mm-hmm and it affects how stressed you get. Mm. It affects mm-hmm. how much sleep you get. Mm-hmm. So all of that kind of falls under the mental category for me personally. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I want to make sure I get to learn about the patient, their mm-hmm. lives before I understand their, uh, well, I kind of do it simultaneously with the physical health. Mm-hmm. But also taking into consideration mental health too. Mm-hmm. A lot of primary care practices nowadays are incorporating me- mental health into mm-hmm. the their practice, which is awesome. And that's yes. really something I'm advocating for because how to get a patient to eat well or to be active is to make sure that they themselves are mentally well mm-hmm. and they're well supported. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I from what I know from from the nurses that I've interacted with, mental health, spiritual health, physical health, all those are the pillars of health that yes. you know, and and we're so proud and lucky to be able to provide that one hour unrushed care to our patients so that we can capture these these factors that plays into the healthcare that we can provide for you. You know, we really mm-hmm. try to take to take a step back and look at our patients from a holistic standpoint and say, okay, how are all of these pieces, how are all of these layers contributing to why you're here today? Absolutely. And that's something that's really, really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's very important to our providers. Um, in fact, it's one of the things that attract our providers to want to be here is because they feel like they can really give good care, high standards of care to their patients. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you ever concerned about your health or your heart, I recommend go see your doctor. Yes. Or your PA. Yes. Come (laughs) in, come into 3W and talk to hip about your heart. And, and would you like to more, you know, if you want to learn more about it, it's a free visit. No, nothing to lose, more Mm -hmm. education to gain. So you can always do that with us. Please book an appointment. Please give us a call. Come in and talk to HIT more about this. You know, come in and and share your experience about how you had heart disease and now you don't. I mean, that's so, that's great. Let us celebrate Mm -hmm. with you. And and with that, just anything else you want to educate us with today, HIP? You know, we're not in this alone. Yes. (laughs) So... You know, being there for one another and supporting, you know, whatever goals you have. Yeah. We're we're always here to help, especially for me on the medical provider standpoint. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, that was very educational for me. And it shows your heart <laughs> that you want everybody's heart to 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 be well and um, to be healthy. Um, and so thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you for giving us a chance to, again, dialogue with you a little bit more about this very important topic. You're important to us. You're part of our community and we want you to be well. We want you to be healthy and happy. So again, give us a call. If you have any questions, come in and talk to HIP and thank you for tuning in. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.